This is the day the Lord has made. Thank you for joining us in worship today. We praise God for you and however you're listening. We pray the message you receive will allow you to strengthen your relationship in Christ and build his kingdom as we seek God, shape lives, and serve the world. Just take time to worship the Lord. Think about what the Lord has brought you through. Where he's brought you from. Where he's brought you to. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. He's a mighty one. Mm, thank you, God. Mighty one. Thank you, God. Holy one. Hallelujah. He is worthy of all the praise. Thank you, God. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. 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 We worship you. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. Yes, God. We worship you. God. We worship you. He's worthy of all the honor. Mighty one. He's worthy of all the praise. Mighty one. Just take time to worship him. We worship you. Oh, hallelujah. that we would be in prayer with Sister Luella Morgan and her sister, Sister Mary Edwards, that traveled to be with her this weekend. Also in prayer with Brother Jason Potter, Minister David, and Sister Angela London and Kim. Again, we turn to our scripture for today, the gospel according to John chapter 4, verse 39 through 42. The gospel according to John chapter 4, verses 39 through 42. <clears throat> and it reads, Many Samaritans from that town believed in him. 
because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard, of, we've heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. Let us pray. God, our creator, sustainer, redeemer, we ask now in a special way that you would speak to us, we your servants. Speak to us, God, that we may hear and not just be hearers, that we may follow your word. God, if there's any who hear this word on today and they at this moment are not saved, they don't know you, we pray, God, that through this word, through your word, that they may come to know you on this day. And as we share this word with one with another, and as this goes out again through Facebook, YouTube, through our podcast, that others, as they hear it throughout the week and even in the future, will feel your presence and know that you're God and will surrender unto you. Help us to learn, help us to grow, then help us to go and do your will. It's in the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. Our subject for today, your testimony matters. Your testimony matters. Everything you've gone through, everything you are going through, and everything you will go through matters in your life and in the life of those around you. Your life matters. Your experiences matter. What you feel and what you care about matters. What you think and what you believe matters. What you say and what you do matters. You matter. Your testimony matters. Once you come into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and commit your life to him, your worrying about things should cease. Your worrying about the things of this life should cease. Once you give it to God, you don't have to fret about it anymore, whatever it is. Y'all know Pastor Matthew Southall Brown Sr. had the book, How to Get Through It. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 states, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. He will direct your paths. You can trust God. You don't have to worry about it. Trust God with your heart, your mind, your soul. And don't lean on your own understanding. We confuse ourselves. We make ourselves worry and get anxious about stuff that God has already take, taken care of. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to fret about it. Why? Because Apostle Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good 
for those who are called according to his purpose. For those who love God, all things. <clears throat> Let me say it again. For those who love God, all things work together for good. That, what, if it's working for good, why are you worried about it? All things work together if you love God. For those who love God. So seeing that we are striving for excellence in kingdom building by serving the world through mission and evangelism, let's look at how your testimony matters in doing God's will. First, your testimony matters to you. Look at Jesus in this text. Look at him. He's at the well speaking with a woman of Samaria. Now that's a whole lot right there. Right, right there. He, he's in Samaria and speaking from, with a woman from Samaria. And if you go further and begin with verse 1, you'll see that whole passage. Uh, I'm not going to preach about the part that most people preach about. When you get to that, I will mention it. Uh, but, but Jesus uh, was actually on his way to Galilee. He left Judea and was on his way to Galilee. And he had to pass through Samaria. He was compelled to go through Samaria. Now, what the way the Jewish folk would normally do was they would go around Samaria because they had no dealings with the Samaritans. They were mixed, and they didn't want to have anything to do with them. So normally they would go around it, but Jesus was compelled to go through Samaria. And that's how he ended up at this well. Now, when he started, he got to this well, and there was a woman there. Yeah, a woman at the well. Now, what's strange about this, it's not strange that a woman would be at the well, but the time that he gets there is around noon. It's in the heat of the day. It's, it's the hottest time. And so most everybody else, all the other women who went to get water, they got water earlier. So why didn't this woman get water when all the other women got water? Well, we may find out that she didn't quite get along with the other women. There were some issues. Yeah, I'm a part of a hunger club forum, and our motto is, we have issues. <laughs> and there were some issues here with, with her. And so we, we know that here Jesus is, a Jew who's going to the well, and she's at the well, quite possibly because she doesn't want to be there with other women, so she's of a despised race, Samaritans, and she's of despised sex, she's a female, and that's the game they're going, but on top of all that, she's even despised by the other despised. <laughs> How low can you get? Here, here she was one who, who nobody wanted to deal with, the, the women definitely don't want to deal with, but here she is at the well, but Jesus takes the time to talk with her. Now, here's a great point in evangelism. Here's a great point in evangelism. I hope we get note because we all are going to win at least 10 as individuals. We all are going to win at least 10. Amen. We, we all. Amen. If you connect it with First African Baptist Church, yeah, I know when I'm standing up here a lot of times, y'all say, oh, he's sure telling them. <laughs> I'm talking to you too. <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah, you, you also, yeah, right there in, the, in that camera. Yep, yeah, you too, guys. In bed, we all are called to win ten. But Jesus gives us a good lesson on how to do it. Look at what Jesus does. He sees a woman at the well, 
and he begins to talk to her about the eschatological things in life. No, no. He gets to a well and starts talking to the woman about water. Okay, that's so deep y'all didn't get it. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm on camera. <laughs> he, um, he started talking to the, I know that was deep, y'all. I, I got to do this again. He gets to the well and says to the woman, give me something to drink. It's not that he was limited in his knowledge. <laughs> he could talk about anything and everything. But he got there and said, give me something to drink. In other words, let's talk about where we are. Let's start with where we are before we get to where you need to be. That's a great point for us. Too many of us trying to figure out what I need to say to people to get them to come to Christ. How do I approach people? How, how, how to say to them? How, how to get the word right? What scriptures do I use? How can I stand and be holy when I get before them and have my Bible positioned just right? So I can say, the Lord says, the wages of sin is death. But the gift, hallelujah, of God is eternal life. No. Jesus got there and said, give me something to drink. Now that started a conversation because she said, wait a minute. You a Jew. And you know the Jews have nothing to do with the Samaritans. Notice she didn't say the Samaritans have nothing to do with the Jews. She said the Jews have nothing to do with Samaritans. And yet you're asking me for something to drink. And he said, well, yeah, if you knew who it was that was asking you for something to drink, you would actually ask me for something to drink because I can give you living water where you never thirst again. Now, he said something that piqued her interest, talking about water, because now she's at a well in the middle of the day when she probably don't want to be there in the middle of the day getting water, and she's saying, if you give me water so I don't have to come back here, let me have that water. And he said, well, go get your husband. Now we get to why probably some of the women didn't like her. She says, I have no husband. Jesus said, oh, great. You answered, well, you, 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 I don't, you don't mind being truthful. Yeah, you had five. And the one you with now is not yours. Now let me say this, parenthetically. Understand this. This is not an indictment on the woman. Because in this culture, it was the man who chose a wife. Yeah, in this culture, if the man said, you're going to be my wife, then she was kind of stuck and had to be the wife. It was the man that had to even go for a divorce. So it was, all this is on the men. But she must have been so attractive or she must have been so wonderful that a whole bunch of men wanted her. Now, I don't know how that made the women feel, but I know they wouldn't go get water with her. But yet, Jesus starts this discourse with her. And that's a part of this, this message that she get, begins to know that he's the Messiah because he can tell her things about herself that she thought was a secret to him because he's not from those parts. So now she begins to see his revelation, begins to talk about worship and how the Jews say you have to worship in Jerusalem. But, but she's saying, well, but, but is that better than uh, the Jacob who did, who did dug this well? And he gets into this discussion, and he says something that's very apropos to us now, especially being in the pandemic. He said, it's not the place where you worship. But if you worship him, you must worship him in spirit and in truth. Yeah. 
get your mind and your heart right to worship him. That, that's what I love about the song we were singing. It, it gives you an opportunity to just not focus on everybody else, not focus on what people are thinking and saying. It gives you a chance to focus on who you are and who God is and how you can say, God, I worship you. So this was going on. Uh, Jesus asked this woman to give him a drink. She was a Samaritan, strike one. She was a woman, strike two in this culture. She was even despised by others, strike three. But Jesus took time to make that request of her. What a lesson for us. She talked about herself. Jesus knew about her, but yet her testimony mattered to her, even though it seems as if her life didn't matter. She had a testimony. Your testimony concerning what you have been through should matter to you. You have been fearfully and wonderfully made. You created by God and God cares. He cares for you in spite of what you've been through and in spite of what you're going through. God loves and cares for you. So when you win 10, when you win 10, Talk about what people want to talk about. But also, let them know your story. Pastor, what, what you mean? I, we ain't got nothing to talk about. Really? Ain't y'all still talking about the slap? <laughs> it's a week old. Seems like it's been two or three years ago. I don't heard so much about the slap. Well, go ahead and talk about Will and Chris. But don't forget to tell your story. Yeah, we all have had Will and Chris moments in our life. You either slapped or got slapped. There you go. You either cursed or was cursed. Mm-hmm. You either joked about somebody or got yoked about joking about somebody. You have a story to tell. What really matters is that they must be able to see, and you must be able to, whatever you're talking about and go through, you must be able to let somebody see your story, and you need to tell them, come see a man. That, that, that's, that's all she said. No matter what else was going on, no matter what else I'm talking about, she made sure they understood. You need to come see a man. Look at what it says that happened after Jesus talked to her. And she realized what he knew. And she realized this because of what he knows, because of this prophet, this prophet that he's given, because of what he's saying to my life, I recognize that he really is the Messiah. He's the anointed one. He's the one we've been looking for. And she left her water pot. She went there to get water, but she left all of that. Brothers and sisters, there's some time we need to drop whatever we're doing and go tell a dying world about a living Savior. She said, come see a man that told me whatever I've done. Come see a man who must, in fact, be the Messiah. Oh, yes, talk about what you must talk about. But when you're in your talk, you ought to be saying, come see a man who can tell me all things. Yes, your testimony matters to you. But also, secondly, your testimony matters to others. Look in John 4, beginning of verse 39, it says, Many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. <laughs> Look at that. Many of the Samaritans 
from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. This woman, who apparently had little credibility in her community, felt empowered by the words of Jesus. She felt empowered that Jesus had given her words, and she felt that she had to go and tell everyone to come see a man who must be who we're looking for. <laughs> oh, my brothers and my sisters, I know many times we don't do evangelism. We don't go tell other folk about Christ because we feel like they kind of know about us. Oh, yeah, they know we go to church, but they also know some other stuff. And we feel as if we can't tell them about a God who loves us and a God who cares for us. We feel as if we can't tell our story because they know something else. They, they heard us. The, the family heard what you said when you slammed your finger in the closet door. Yeah, they, they saw how you reacted and overreacted when stuff is happening in the family. And, and yet, you still have to tell them the compelling message that you have of how good God is, how much he loves, how much he cares, in spite of what we've done. Here is a despised woman nobody cared about, but yet you may think folk won't listen to you. You might think folk don't want to hear your testimony. You might think it's not that important, but look at what this woman did. She went and said, come see a man. They heard her, and they went to see the man. Woo! Oh, that takes, bless me. Many from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. I, I know I told this story years ago, and, and I really don't like telling it, but I want to get the message across. So y'all forgive me for how, how the story goes, so to speak. All right? I know somebody there just woke up. Yeah, I want to hear this. Yeah, well. I was traveling. I was going down, coming from Atlanta, and, and I'm telling you, I'm dating myself. This is back on I-16 when you didn't have many restrooms on uh, I-16, and I was doing my best to, to make it to the, the restroom. Telling you, I'll, I'll try my best to make it there. And, and so I made it to the gas station. Y'all probably know the one in, the one in Dublin, when you had, the one you had to get to. And, and, but when I made it to this particular restroom, I got there and um, I, I can't get in because the, the men's room door is locked. And so I'm like, want to put on the door and everything else. And the person at the, the, at the gas station said, well, I don't, I don't think anybody's in there. So I, I knock and, and I'm shaking the handle and, and I'm kind of moving around and I'm saying like, you know, I get, you know, I get, I'm trying to, and then I'm, I'm moving so and, and kind of twitching and turning and walking past the door and walking to the counter and walking past the door and walking to the counter. And this man came up right behind me. The man came up and he looked at me. He reached in his pocket. He took out this key and said, oh, you looking for this? 
I think I said thank you as I grabbed it and ran. So, Pastor, what, what's the story behind that? Have you recognized the people in our society that's looking for the key? They may be shooting at folk. They may be cussing folk. They may be lashing out at you about stuff that you can't understand why they're lashing out at you about it. They may be slapping folk. But whatever they're doing, however they're acting, they're just trying to get somebody to give up the key. We, we have the key to life. We have the key to joy. We have the key to peace. But we can't hold on to it. We got to tell somebody, come see a man. Oh, oh, Jesus impacted her life and she wanted to impact the lives of others. She's compelled to reach others regardless of what they thought about her, about what she has done. She's telling others who don't like her or care about her to come see Jesus. Come see a man who can change the world. Come see a man who is the one who we've been searching for, who we've been waiting for. How many people are looking for joy? How many people are looking for peace? How many people are looking for hope? Jesus is our joy and sorrow. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Jesus is our hope for tomorrow. We need to tell it. If you have a testimony, and your testimony should not be a secret. Your testimony is important to you, but your testimony is important to others. Your testimony matters. Lastly, your testimony matters to God. Verse 42 in John 4 says, They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe. For we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the savior of the world. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 isn't it strange why God allowed you to go through what you have been through, yet you have made it through or you're making it through even when it seemed like you wouldn't make it? Whatever you've been through and whatever you're going through, can in fact give God glory regardless of what other people think about it or you. It is truly, it truly is not all about you even though you matter to you and you matter to others. But the real deal is that you matter to God and your testimony, your witness is and can be used to give God glory. Woo! Second Peter chapter 3, 9 helps us with this because it helps us that God gets glory because we will, we will do God's will. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, It is God's will that none should perish. Yeah. It is God's will that none should perish. Second Peter 2 Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, 
not wishing that any should perish, but all should reach repentance. In other words, what God is saying to us, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we will shout, sing, and shout the victory. Verse 42 again. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe. For we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. We know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. They said this, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. This was God's will being done through her initial testimony. If it hadn't been for her testimony, they would not have captured the fact that it was Jesus who they had to come see. They would have missed Jesus if it had not been for her testimony. Your whole life has been and will continue to be a testimony so God's will can be done. You just have to tell it to as many people as you can in whichever way you can as long as you can because you can make a difference. Your testimony matters. Your witness matters. Tell them how the Lord is bringing and has brought you through. Tell them about your difficult times. Tell them about your doubts and your fears. Tell them about what you felt like doing and what you did or didn't do. But above all, tell them to come see a man who came through 40 and two generations. Tell them that God the Father sent him because he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Tell them to come see a man who went about doing good. Tell them to come see a man who walked on water, healed the sick, gave sight to the blind, raised some from the dead. Tell them to come see a man who went to an upper room and gave his disciples symbols of his body and his blood to remember him until he comes back. Tell them to come see a man who allowed them to arrest him and to take him from judgment hall to judgment hall. Tell them to come see a man who was whipped all night long, sinners to die, and was made to carry his cross up the gog of his heel. Tell them to come see a man, come see a man who allowed them to put nails in his hands, nails in his feet with a crown of thorns on his head. Tell them to come see a man who died for all of our sins. Because the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Tell them, and don't stop there. You got to tell them to come see a man who was buried. And on that third day, the Bible says, he got up from the grave with power. Power over the grave. Victory over death. Tell them to come see a man who's coming back again for you and for me and his church. We got to tell them it's all about the God who loves us, who cares for us, who made a way for us. Hold on to your testimony. But when you get your testimony, make sure you tell them to come see a man. Come see a man. Come
see a man who sits high and look low. Come see a man who can transform our lives. Come see a man. Come see a man. What's his name? What's his name? His name is Jesus. Mary's baby. The Lord of Lords. The King of Kings. Come see a man. To God be the glory for the things he has done, is doing, and will do. Tell them to come see a man. What a testimony. That's your testimony. And your testimony matters. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. There may be those today who need to come see a man. And you can come today. If you're in this building, you can just walk down and just stand in front of me. But others who are watching and listening, you too right now can come to Christ. I'll pray a prayer. You can recite the prayer after me. You have to pray. You have to say, Lord, I need you in my life. I'll lead you in the prayer, but I can't pray it for you. But if you want the Lord in your life right now, you can have the testimony. You can have a testimony that can save the entire community by your deciding to make Jesus your choice. If you want to accept Christ, please pray this prayer with us today. Say, Father God, I have sinned. I have not been all I should be. I am sorry for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I believe in my heart. Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave. I'm willing to trust you, God, all the days of my life. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Help me to be what you want me to be. I will tell others that you saved me. Thank you, God, for saving me right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we want you to know that by the profession of your faith, you're saved. Now we want you to grow in Christ. We want you to be a disciple. We want you to live for Christ. And again, if you're in this building and you want to accept Christ, I know we haven't done it this way, you just come and stand and we'll have something to go downstairs with you and to take your information so we can stay in touch with you and allow you to grow. Those of you who would like to become a member of First African, once you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, you decide you want to be a member of First African Baptist Church, even digitally, just let us know. You can text us, you can uh, call us at 912-233-6597, 912-233-6597. Leave a message, we'll get back to you. Or you could go to our, our website, firstafricanbc.com. We thank God for you. We give God the praise, the honor, and the glory. He just reminded me, we all also asked that we would keep Takim Mordecai in our prayers as well. Uh, let us pray with and for Takim. Um, his family um, yeah just pray for Takim we have our church covenant and we're asking those at home to prepare for communion we ask if you would uh, go ahead and get the communion supplies that you have at home as we prepare now to read together our church covenant 
is the promise that we make with each other and with God. Uh, we know you may not have it there at home, so I'll read the church covenant. Those of you who have memorized it, you can just say it yourself. And it reads, Having been as we trust, brought by divine grace to embrace the Lord Jesus Christ, and to give ourselves wholly to him, we do now solemnly and joyfully covenant with each other to walk together in him with brotherly love to his glory as our common Lord. We do, therefore, in his strength engage, that we will exercise a Christian care and watchfulness over each other, and faithfully warn, exhort, and admonish each other as occasion may require. That we will not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, but will uphold the public worship of God and the ordinances of his house. That we will not omit closet and family religion at home, nor neglect the great duty of religiously training our children and those under our care for the service of Christ and the enjoyment of heaven. That, as we are the light of the world and salt of the earth, we will seek divine aid to enable us to deny ungodliness and every worldly lust, and to walk circumspectly in the world that we may win the souls of men, that we will cheerfully contribute of our property according as God has prospered us for the maintenance of a faithful and evangelical ministry among us, for the support of the poor, and to spread the gospel over the earth, that we will, in all conditions, even till death, strive to live to the glory of him who hath called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. As we prepare now for communion, we ask that as we prepare that we allow God to guide and direct us. We're so grateful for members of First African and others who joined us through YouTube, um, Sister Michael, Dr. Bowles, Sister Kane, Sister Rivers, Sister Kimball, um, uh, the Bank Millions, Sister Barbara Johnson, Sister Victoria, and others who we know are sharing with us right now in worship. As we get together our communion, we want to take time to remember what God did, what the Lord did when they were assembled in the upper room. When they assembled together in the upper room, look at our Lord and Savior when he was with the disciples. Look at our Lord and Savior as he assembled them and he took the bread and broke it, took the fruit of the vine and blessed it. And we're going to bless these elements now that God will move in a special way and in our hearts that as we partake, he might get glory. Let us pray.
God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast, and our eternal home. God, our creator, sustainer, we ask in a special way as we come to this moment that you would move in such a special way within this place and within us. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for a testimony that truly matters. We ask now, God, that you would change these elements from a carnal use to a spiritual use, that as we partake, we'll be better able to do the work you've called us to do. And God, if there's any baptized believer who for some reason feel that they're not worthy to participate, we ask now, God, that you change that in the name of Jesus. Change it so they would not only participate, but they would know that you forgive us of all sin and unrighteousness as we call upon your righteous name. Let them know that what can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So thank you for cleansing us and making it possible that we can commune one with another right now. Bless God, keep strengthening and use us. In the precious and powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. assembled with the disciples in the upper room he took the bread and broke it and said this is my body which is given for you take eat ye all of it amen likewise he took the cup and said this is my blood shed for the remission of sins drink all of it After they had eaten, after they had drank, they went out into the garden. As we would leave on today, we asked that we would take time 
to just thank God for what he's done, what he's doing, to remember how great God is. We're asking that as you leave out of the sanctuary that you would only leave when the, this, when the ushers have ushered you out, when they come to your pew, so you can be seated. When the ushers come to you, you can begin leaving after the benediction. You begin leaving from the rear. And we ask that you do not congregate in the building, but when you get outside, you can congregate in fellowship. So let's take time to do that. Let us pray. And now we ask that the grace of God, the Lord Jesus, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, with verse, rule of the Bible, now henceforth and forevermore, that the people of God say amen and praise God. Remain connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, firstafricanbc.com. You may also contribute through an app called Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us.